0: The Zomcast is part of the That's Entertainment podcast network. Check out our other shows on thatentertains.com slash network. of the zomcast i'm your co-host kev and i'm steve and uh you can find us on that entertains.com zomcast uh is also uh did i uh yeah so we're the zomcast i did that god it's been a while since we did this show i forget what are we what is it what's a podcast it's the I zomcast no, Zomcast uh, we, we do the talkie talks but not not uh, but but uh, just some we just do some talkie talks about the dead and uh, we're oh yeah we're on facebook.com/ the Zomcast and Twitter at the Zomcast as well um, you can call us at 223 4965 and leave a voicemail let us know what you thought about the last two weeks of uh, the Walking Dead uh, for for future. For future us, for future you, you can let us know what you uh, thought about the second to last episode of the season, or, and eventually the the season finale, because we will be doing two more episodes to wrap up the uh, the, the season of The Walking Dead before we move on to more general horror things out there, um, and of course zombies uh, riding. What I say? Motorcycles, dogs, dogs. you got zombies the riding, about
1: dogs? riding dogs. Zombies riding dogs, man, and I'm and I'm I'm waiting to see it. I keep meaning to Google <laughs> zombies riding dogs, but I haven't done it yet.
0: Uh, you can send us your personal drawings and artworks of zombies riding dogs to P.O. Box 177, Care of the Zomcast, in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, 19030, United States of America. Uh, again, that address is P.O. Box 177, Care of the Zombcast, uh, in Fairless Hills, PA, 19030 united states of america zombies riding dogs <laughs>
1: <laughs> love it love it and you've got a live show coming up haven't you Uh
0: yeah yeah and this because this is gonna actually i want to make this drop soon uh so by the time you're listening to this more than likely within the next two or three days uh i'll, I'll be doing a live podcast you can um, see i i do another show called everything is awesome uh, And we like to do live podcasts every now and then, and uh, we're teaming up with the, this other show called Doom Thugs, the number one podcast in Delco, self-proclaimed, I, th- I assume. And uh, we're teaming up with them. We're going to be at Atomic City Comics on South Street in Philadelphia, PA uh, on March 26th from 2 to 4. Doom Thugs, everything is awesome. Uh, they haven't really told me what they have up their sleeve, Doom Thugs. But I know that we're going to have uh, a nerd rocker, he, that's what he calls himself, Brian Gray. He's uh, He's got some cool like nerd-themed songs like Doctor Who and... Um, superheroes Doctor Who is the only one I really I, that's the only one I remember off the top of my head and I don't believe they're parodies they're original songs that he wrote uh, so he's going to come and play a couple songs and we also have the, the mightiest Avenger from Asgard himself Thor uh, and that's going to be a lot of fun sitting down to talk to, to Thor my old chap
1: so that's uh, that's also where, if people want to be able to give you a picture of zombies riding dogs in person, yeah. they can catch up Absolutely. with you there and hand you over yeah. one of these rare, rare zombies riding dogs. I'm I'm thinking <laughs> I'm almost thinking of a George Washington-style figure. Uh, zombie zombie style riding a dog looking as regal as possible but then sitting on like a tiny little chihuahua or, or a little beagle or something along those lines painted in that very very vintage vintage style that's what i want to say
0: uh, uh, anything that i can just frame and throw up the studio wall i actually uh was sitting down um with my buddy uh talking about some things that I want to do in the, in the future uh, with everything is awesome and, and that's entertainment. And, um, like we're kind of kicking around this idea of doing, uh, in the month of November, doing a, like a 24 hour stream event to, uh, to help raise money for, uh well i won't say it because i'm not there no one's officially signed on to this but we have if, if you know everything is awesome you probably know what what charity i'm looking at to, to do i've seen the and,
1: t-shirts man i've seen the t-shirts
0: <laughs> and um so i need to I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak with them next month to see if they want to get involved with that and, and get involved with our january show again and um, and we're gonna, but, but in order to do the, the streaming event, I was like, well, I gotta upgrade everything. Like, I gotta upgrade, I gotta, I gotta have a streaming PC uh, it's to handle it. I gotta have, because it's not gonna just be me sitting around talking for 24 hours. I'll be there for 24 hours, but it's gonna be a mix of like everything that's awesome, it's gonna be a mix of. Um, in the month of April, I'm doing special episodes. I'm hoping to do five, but we'll see how many I end up doing. Um, special bonus episodes called Tabletop is Awesome. Uh, International Tabletop Day is, I think, April tw- uh, 29th, if I remember correctly. Um, so I'm getting uh, a couple friends together, and we're going to be uh, just kind of playing random tabletop games. I think all of them are going to be role-playing games just because they adapt well for podcasting. Uh, And we're going to do five special episodes uh, for uh, up to five for the month of April. And um, uh, I don't don't know why I brought that up. Oh, so that would be something that we might do in in the 24-hour stream and hopefully talk to some cool people and maybe play some video games and, and stream some of that and whatnot. You know, whatever all those Twitch kids are doing these days.
1: Yeah, the kids, man. It's all about the kids nowadays, isn't it?
0: yeah yeah but i feel like that would be uh it's just uh you know i always see these 24 hour stream things i'm like god that would be so fun and i mean i i'm up like 20 hours a day as it is what's an extra four
1: <laughs> no, that sounds awesome man it's uh it's definitely going to be a very very busy month coming up for you then
0: well yeah november or not november uh, april is also like we're going to disney i'm going to be in disney for a week uh that's exciting. So I'm also like making sure I have enough stuff in the bank to pre schedule and all that so that I can, uh, just kind of have, Eight, I, think we're, I think I'm think i going we're going to be in Disney for eight or nine days so I just want to have a, I, I, the only thing I'm going to be doing is, is taking some pictures and selfies with some of the uh, Mickey Mouse characters and, and probably sharing them on my my feeds and whatnot but other than that uh, I'm going to have very little like I'm going to be out of podcasting mode I'm going to be out of entertainment mode I'm just going to be in vacation mode
1: yeah, I don't believe that for a second. i, I i'm gonna I'm gonna imagine that, that by day three you will start a Disney podcast.
0: <laughs> I actually there was a Disney podcast at one point I tried to uh, get on this show, uh, not this show. This is uh, the Zomcast. That would be a weird a weird. <laughs> that would be uh, yeah uh, amalgamation or whatever uh, uh to to have on this show but i tried to get them on everything is awesome and um i something felt something fell through and i get them on and they did the, i stopped listening to their show actually not because it was boring but um it was a little inconsistent uh and i just honestly like uh, they were talking about more current things that I haven't seen. They were reviewing uh Marvel, not Marvel Disney movies, which includes Marvel movies now. Yep. Um, but they were they were reviewing that, and it was called Drunk Disney, the podcast. And they just you know have a drink of the of the episode, whether it was you know then they did I think every other week to every month or something like that. I shouldn't be one to bitch about consistency because I'm nowhere near consistent. Um, but uh, you know that was one of the, my issues; they weren't consistent enough. And then they started talking about all the new stuff that I really like was not I, I enjoy, but I I'm not interested in hearing your thoughts on the new stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Didn't he got a classic library jump into it?
0: Yeah, well, well, and I think the the problem was they hit it all. They they did. They just eventually hit it all. You know, it's it's when you have. Um, when you set up a t- you know a podcast uh, that reviews something, you'd see, like we're in the same boat. Eventually, your your subject matter is gonna go away, or you're gonna run out of it. Um, nothing lasts forever, uh, you know, except for the you know the undead world and the Zomcast.
1: Yeah, or the Simpsons. Uh,
0: <laughs> yeah and the simpsons that's like the one thing you can set up and know that you're good i mean you hey you could do probably a podcast a day uh for the next year or more i mean god yeah, god, yeah they have got it they've hit i think over 500 episodes yeah, so you're 20, good for 20
1: odd years so yeah
0: i think they're like in 26 27 years so you've got plenty of content and you got another 30 years on top i think fox has like that show renewed until like i don't know 20, 20 you know 2100 or something like that uh it's ridiculous
1: yeah well maybe that's something we can touch on when uh when we get our walking dead breaky they um either treehouse of horror or two
0: oh yeah that's a good idea that's a yeah. real good idea
1: we could we could yeah, get into that
0: yeah i mean there's i have a i'm a horrible simpsons fan i have not watched simpsons since since i was like in my late teens to to maybe mid-20s
1: i think i've missed more simpsons than i've seen
0: i mean it's easy but i've watched a lot of simpsons simpsons at this point like they are the hockey and baseball no they're the baseball of television there's just so much
1: of it yeah, it's always around. It's no, it's not going anywhere. Yeah. We'll be able to catch up with it. So, no, um, yeah, yeah. but we're not here to talk about the Simpsons, are we?
0: No, no. Uh, this show, the Zomcast, is a show uh, about the dead, and 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 you know, for at least sixteen episodes uh, a year, or sixteen television episodes uh, a year, eight to eight to ten episodes for us. Uh, we are going to talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, We might start talking about Fear of the Walking Dead, but we're going to always stay within our horror genre, and yes, oddly enough, that one day we'll include The Simpsons with Treehouse of Horror, Uh, but um, today is The Walking Dead. We have... uh, Now, we were going to try to record an episode for just last week's episode, because good God. Good God. Oh, Oh, yeah. Good God. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yes. Yeah, but honestly... What was the title of it? It was called...
0: Uh, last week's episode was called bury me here bury
1: me here that was it yeah
0: and um it was Uh, and a a lot happened um yes a lot happened um and i'm i mean i thought it was hands down and, and oddly enough i think and i didn't look at the critical response but i just i read a couple reviews uh, because uh, we were you know I was prepping for this show, and um, oddly enough, I feel like I, I you know, uh, not many people liked it. Um, you know, there was really? definitely a mixed. Re- I I feel like I saw a mixed reaction in the reviews I read. Um, you know you know going from like eh, it was it was okay, you know to oh this was great. I think, it was one of the and I think I said this about. I said this about one of the another recent episode, but I think this episode was possibly the best episode of the season thus far, or at least the back half.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I mean a lot happened and one and we actually I think it was in our our first or second episode, we actually predicted one of the major events of this going down. Um we constantly referred to him as Kevin um at that point (laughs) but i I don't know if we're going to now start referring to him as as ben or just or just keep calling him kevin just for the sake of Uh, consistency
0: to to be honest i forgot what his name
1: was. (laughs) but that's that's one of the the things with this episode when it started there was uh uh, i wasn't sure if i was going to be on board with this episode because there was very very early telegraphing about what was going to be happening to to that particular character. Now, um, Kevin Ben was set up, um, and the reason I I knew this was the episode where he was going to go down is because we had the the moments with his younger brother. Yeah. Very early in the episode. And I was thinking, I know exactly where this episode's going. I don't think I'm going to enjoy it that much. It's going to be very predictable. Um, Okay, okay. I was wrong. So the things uh, the thing which I thought was going to happen which was um, Kevin Ben's death was um, it happened but it didn't go down the way I expected it was going to
0: yeah, um, I gotta say, now, the, the, the biggest issue with, with this being a bi-weekly show now is that I I forget some of the points of this episode, I, I know the overall, you know, story of it and, and the major points, uh, for me at least, what I consider the major points, so um, I, I'm i not gonna lie, I don't know if I would say it was predictable for me, um, even even uh, Kevin Ben's death, um, I do because I do actually remember sitting there uh and watching it uh, and when when he got shot I was like what uh, cuz I I honestly was expecting and I don't and saying it all out loud now I realize I was a fool <laughs> but <laughs> but I you know I was expecting um I think Richard is his name yeah uh, I was expecting him to, much like richard was expecting uh i was expecting him to be the one that got shot and killed and and obviously um you know that's the the episode here they don't do this often i don't think at least um but this episode opened um in in the future uh I, well no in the future did it open in the future? No, he 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 it opened before. Okay, never mind, I'm wrong. No, no, but no, it, you're it, right.
1: It did. It it opened in the future because they were loading up the one cantaloupe. Oh,
0: okay, okay, you're right. The, okay. Into the
1: into the back of the truck. So and yes. you know, they had this whole box set up and they were taping it down and then Ezekiel oh. came up and just put the one the one cantaloupe in. I saw that and thought, Oh, Ezekiel's gonna start fucking with the saviours and saying, This is all we're giving you Just to so, test if Rick was was right, and if Morgan was right about how far the saviors would take it,
0: so so I now I'm remembering I'm remembering that I I saw that and I was like, man, what happened? Like, how much time has passed? Like, why is this? Why are the savior or not the savior? Why are the why is the kingdom like so hard off that they're only transporting with one cantaloupe? Yeah. Now, here's where one of the reviews I read I, I kind of do agree with. Um, a, a, and I think the the issue with this this reviewer had was a lot of the like I guess plod holes is that there is in no world that we've have established right now that the saviors would require a drop of just a box of twelve cantaloupes.
1: Yeah, that was almost like a very specific order which they phoned through at some stage and just went, we just need cantaloupes
0: yeah and, and that it, it just it seems like a waste of manpower on both sides um and furthermore let's okay it's a show about zombies so let's have some disbelief here um even if you're going to transport just 12 cantaloupes let alone one cantaloupe you you need that whole convoy of, of people and 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 the truck and whatnot to do it. Like you can't. It's 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 just in a world where, at the end of the day, like resources are very limited, especially when it comes to transportation and fuel. It just seems like
1: a huge waste of gas.
0: Yeah. Uh, to to make this drop and yeah.
1: Um, and and it's also the the lack of communication in this world that you're talking about as well means that the 12 cantaloupes must be a regular drop-off it must have been set up in advance because you can't just call someone on the phone and say hey we need 12 cantaloupes at yeah, some stage just, this had yeah. to be the 12 cantaloupes had to be set up as a, as a regular thing so they do their their big normal tribute where everything gets dropped off and then the the mid one which is just 12 cantaloupes
0: yeah, it, it just it seemed really weird, and obviously it was, you know, it's there because it's an easy way for Richard to screw it up. All he has to do is take away one cantaloupe. Yeah. Now, maybe there's some backstory there that we're not seeing. Maybe the Saviors, with Richard's recent actions, are, is, is testing the kingdom, and that's why they gave them the ridiculous order of, hey, next, in two weeks, we're coming for 12 cantaloupes, not one more, not one less um maybe but it's just it's it it seems like a lot of trouble uh for this you know world that what these characters live in um and it was more so just like hey we need this this we need this c point to happen so to get there let's have a and b happen uh and it's just so ridiculous yep yeah
1: it's just uh, yeah i'm i'm on (laughs) board with you that completely it's Twelve candlelights is, is ridiculous,
0: but but like I said, I I, I mean, in, again, in the moment watching that, um, it didn't bother me at all. Like it's 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 just a it's, it's nothing really. It's just a little silly thing to pick at. Because again, overall, I really enjoyed the episode. I think again, it was probably one of the best. I, I disagree with a lot of the reviews I read. I th- I thought it was really really strong. Um, I I think that, um, you know uh, the. I don't like Richard. <laughs> Richard is a character who, for, you know, since we've met, um, he, he's kind of gone downhill for me. Cause when, when we first met him, I was kind of on board with him cause I, I, I got, he has, he has a very Rick mentality. Um, but, He's just going about things way wrong and his actions, you know, a couple weeks ago would have led to the death of Carol or, you know, we assume it would have if, if, you know, he was able to pull it off. But, you know, um, I was going to call him Norman Reedus, uh, but Daryl stopped him. Uh, and now this week, you know, his actions, uh, which, you know, we find out that, um, and, and I don't know, again, <clears throat> They weren't hiding the fact that this fact from the audience. The audience knew from the get-go. I at least I feel the audience knew from the get-go that Richard set up the the uh, shopping carts so they they'd be late. Um, and now the cantaloupe missing thing, I don't think I jumped to the conclusion that Richard got rid of one. Um, I think it was probably in the back of my mind that I felt that. But I don't know that it was something that jumped to my mind right away. Uh, and I, and I didn't really truly realize it until like we get back to Morgan in that same road and then there's this odd camera shot on that recycling bin.
1: Yeah, but there was um, there was a little bit of uh, as I mentioned before with the with the death of Kevin Ben. there was a bit of um, telegraphing I, I felt on on this episode. Especially when you've already seen that Richard is the one who digs that grave. Um yeah. and had this had the bury me here sign, which is the which is the the title of the show. Uh, and then when they're standing around and it's you know, the signs there, which you didn't see at the beginning, that's when I knew oh hang on a sec. Richard's got something set up. Um he's deliberately sent everyone over to over to this so that he can he can be buried there. And then, as soon as I said "there's only eleven cantaloupes," I was like, "Oh, Richard's trying to start some shit." Um, uh, yeah, but the,
0: all the clues were there; I was just too dense to see it.
1: <laughs> you usually watch it a lot later than I do, as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mm. I, well, we tend to. I either watch it live as it's well, not live, but as it's airing, uh, or I'll watch it like you know, randomly another night, you know, a little bit later, you know, when after the kids go to bed.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's um but it's 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 at this point that we we um we've got Gavin who's the leader of this group of the saviors and um uh Jared who's the guy who he's been a bit of a prick since day 1 to Richard. Yeah. And it's it's not surprising that that he then puts the the gun up to Richard and Richard is ready to go.
0: Yeah. And and I think um uh, Jared senses that. And I think the reason he doesn't shoot Richard and he shoots the kid aside from being an asshole is that he, you know, he saw that Richard wanted him to shoot him and he decided not to. Yeah. Um, and I got to say, you know, uh, as far as saviors go, I'm actually like, I don't dislike Gavin. Uh, It is clear to me um, that Gavin is uh, is one of those guys who is doing what he's doing because any other option would be death for him, whether it be at the hands of Negan or trying to survive on his own.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And But he, he also seems like one of the guys who is trying to minimize the damage to everyone else.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, if,
1: if it has to go down, it has to go down. But uh, you don't shoot the kid.
0: Yeah, I mean he he instantly he's visibly upset that Jared did this. You know, when when he turns around and sees that Jared shot the kid and that all, there's all this commotion going because because Kevin Ben is bleeding out. Uh, you know, he he he's still sticking kind of firm with Ezekiel to make sure that Ezekiel knows that there are rules. Um but he's also very. You can tell he's very upset about how what just happened.
1: Yeah, and um, once once he gets it, Ezekiel understands, he sends them on their way straight away. Yeah, so that so that they can get him medical attention as soon as possible, and they wind up at Carol's because that's the closest place to go.
0: Yeah, and um, and obviously we're jumping around a little bit, and you can see that Gavin is legitimately pissed off when they eventually do come back and find he finds out that when he asked about the kid Kevin Ben he finds out that he dies and he is he he clearly I believe that he he wanted to kill Jared I believe in that moment Gavin to me seems like a guy who um I think will eventually be one of the cats we say fighting alongside of Team Rick and, yeah. and company um, because he does, again, he's, he's there to survive. I think that he'd rather be part of Rick's world and not be part of Negan's world. Ultimately probably wants to be part of Bobby's world.
1: <laughs> the reference I was not expecting in this podcast ever. God, can you, can you imagine how quick that kid would have been taken out in the zombie apocalypse?
0: I like he, to imagine that in the zombie apocalypse, Bobby is reign supreme.
1: What if <laughs> that, Bobby grew that, up to be? What if he grew up to be Daryl? Oh, he is. Bobby's <laughs> fucking Daryl.
0: That's what. That I feel like Bobby's world is a prequel to The Walking Dead, and it was it's Daryl's story. Daryl? And I think what happens. The real darkness is that his Daryl's real name is Bobby. His parents got murdered while he was a baby. He was adopted by the Dixons, and he had this—he had this racist older older uh, foster brother. That, <laughs> and that's why current day Daryl is not a racist prick, and that he's he's everyone's favorite because because he is actually Bobby, last name unknown,
1: um. Mandel. Bobby Mendel. Oh, wow. Well, well, that's that's got to be the next spin-off. We've got Fear the Walking Dead, we've got The Walking Dead, and then next we've got Fear Bobby's World.
0: <laughs> I, would, I would watch that in a heartbeat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was never in a million years thinking that we'd end up talking about Bobby's World on this podcast. So you know yeah. what? You know what's going to happen? The first character who turned up called Bobby, oh, we're going to all over them. Yeah, no, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> no, but you you're 100% right about, about him, about um about uh Gavin. He's um like the only reason I think he didn't kill Jared is because it probably would have ended up being more work for him because he would have gotten back and had to explain why he killed one of their own men for enforcing the rules. Now, <laughs> Maybe yeah. Negan may have had a, an issue with Gavin. Maybe he would have had an issue with Jared and said, okay, you did what you needed to do. But there's no way of being 100% sure when it comes to Negan.
0: I, I think... Now, I know Kevin Ben, you know, we keep calling him a kid, but he was probably technically an adult. He was probably in his early 20s, if I had to guess. Um, 19 at the absolute, absolute youngest. So there could be an argument made that, you know, Negan would have taken Jared's side. However, I think as sadistic as Negan is, I think he has proven to a degree that there is a line that, that he himself won't cross um and I and I think that's harming a kid like I don't think he like he didn't make Rick off his own kid's arm I I and I don't think you know I I just I don't I don't think that's something Negan is um because I, I, I there might be a backstory to Negan that I just don't know but To me, I I assume Negan wasn't a murderer before, the you know, the the apocalypse here. Maybe he was. I don't know. I, I think that this world changes people. We've seen it change. We haven't had the benefit of seeing Negan for the last six or seven years, but we have seen Rick for the last six or seven years. And, you know, we've seen Rick essentially kind of... Be what Negan is, uh, maybe a little less uh, brutal. Uh, but we've seen him. You know, you know, our, our group is our group, and we're not letting anyone else in. Yeah, and we'll yeah. kill. We'll kill before we're killed. Um, yeah, there was. So, I mean, there was the
1: the group from um, Terminus who rocked up at the church, and they took all of them out. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, there, they, they didn't... there's times that that group could have slid into being the saviors.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, you know, and so I don't think that... I think that Negan still is very much just a normal, you know, for lack of a better term, a normal dude. Um, but, you know, in, in this world, he's just assumed a role that, at this point, he thinks needed to be there. He thinks that this is how... We rule this new world much like, you know, and, and if you're, and I think, I don't know if we made this comparison. I doubt it. We, I don't think we're this smart, but I think that I've read like a comparison where, you know, all the walking dead is, is a retelling of the world's history. Um, you know, season two was the, you know, the, when, when the world was discovering farming, um, and then the prison was the industrial age. Uh, so, I mean, if you go with that kind of notion, then like what we're seeing is, is how society start at a primitive stage and how rule and how politics and whatnot, how how that all kind of begins,
1: yeah. You know, oh, no, you're you're absolutely right. We're not that smart.
0: <laughs> yeah, so we, I definitely read that somewhere. Yeah, yeah, that uh, definitely
1: wasn't us. Um, yeah, we can't but, even remember Kevin Ben's name. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: um, so so I, I my whole point of that long ass thing I just said is that I, I don't think Negan would approve of Jared's actions. I think that. I think he'd be pissed at Gavin for killing a an able-bodied person who clearly shared a vision of Negan, um, who clearly probably would never turn on Negan. Uh, but to me, the difference between Jared and Negan is that uh, Negan was not a murderer before the apocalypse. I believe Jared probably was. He oh, at yeah, least he killed a much,
1: rabbit. He takes too much uh, kind of... Uh, Joy in the whole being, you know, being sadistic, and you know, like he's taken Morgan's stick, and he he just enjoys pushing the buttons a little bit too too much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it's, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, he he's so he's 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 probably um, I mean, it's not the last we've seen of Jared. He's 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 going to pop up again.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely going to be a showdown probably between. Uh, Jared and um, and Morgan at some point and I mean clearly now at this point Morgan has crossed that line we'll get to that in a second I'm sure Uh, but I I feel like it's going to kind of be another little moral standoff point where you know I I think even going forward from how this episode ended like I think I think um Morgan is still going to kind of have a mentality of if we can find another way, let's find another way. If we can capture them, let's capture them. Um, and oh, I think see, there's going to be a standoff. Uh, we're on
1: we're on different pages. But I think there's going to be a standoff. The... Yeah, between us. Yeah. I, I
0: think <laughs> I, I think that there will be a standoff with Morgan and this Jared dude, and I think um, that will be the final straw. The final the fa- final. Uh, uh, breaking of the camel's back if you will for me.
1: Well we we're, we're, we're touching on it now. So why don't we why don't we uh, jump into the fact that that Kevin Ben dies on on Carol's table and then Morgan has him pretty much has himself a breakdown. Yes.
0: Yes. Starts to he has a breakdown that
1: he starts to lose it. He starts to uh, I I saw it as kind of like didn't know the difference between hallucination and reality and and well, how yeah, much of he, what what was going on was was really going on, or was it what he was thinking of doing to himself or doing to others?
0: Well, and there was a lot of flashbacks to previous Morgan episodes, specifically that that episode from I think it was season three, Clear. Yep. Uh, when he was like com- when he was completely lost in his own mind because he lost his son Dwayne, which we hear him. Uh, he, he, he drops Dwayne's name in this episode. Um, was it this episode that he dropped Dwayne's name?
1: Yeah, yeah, because it, that, was, that was near the end when he's explaining to everyone exactly what it was that Richard did, and instead of saying Kevin Ben, he says Dwayne.
0: Yeah. Hey, we shouldn't get any slack, because even he didn't know Kevin Ben's name, <laughs> <all>
1: right? <laughs> and he was supposed to be attached to him, you know? So, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. um... That's a, that's a, we can just call him Kevin Ben without reservation now. At least we haven't called him Dwayne. Yet. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: but yeah, I mean, I, that, 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 I think this is what makes this the best episode of the year. I think when you give... Uh, I think his name is Nunny James. When you give Morgan some something to work with, um, he's just a really great dramatic actor. He did a and,
1: fantastic job of it. And,
0: and, and watching him lose it, watching him, you know go in and out of like you know zen Morgan and crazy Morgan was wonderful and and, and the, the reveal of him kicking that recycle bin and then seeing the cantaloupe under there and then flashing back to that moment of being stopped by all those shopping carts and flashing back to Richard and and finally now everything's connecting for you know people in the audience like me and for Morgan you know that the whole thing was orchestrated by orchestrated by Richard. Yeah. Now, were you uh, and, and were you ever that is that's an interesting conversation.
1: Were you ever expecting, um, Morgan to flip like this? Were you because Morgan's been very straight down the line since he's been reintroduced. I one of the big surprises for me for this episode was um, I knew that Morgan was going to be upset when Kevin Ben was uh, was killed. Um, I wasn't expecting to see him take a full step backwards into clear mode, Morgan. It's not something I ever expected to see from this character again. Um,
0: I, uh, I would say that I fully expected Morgan to eventually, uh, be the, one of the catalysts to get the kingdom to join the war i didn't know what it was going to take to get him to do that and i guess it was kind of the picture was written on the wall that it was going to be this kid's death but again i'm too dumb literally Uh, he he handed him he handed him a picture
1: during the episode he handed him a picture and put it on the wall yeah
0: yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, again i'm so dumb so dumb (laughs) um but he, uh, I knew he was going to be the catalyst. I just didn't know how and to what degree. Yeah. And he is is very much to me, on a despite how this episode ends, on a border of that Zen wall. I think.
1: Yeah. See, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Morgan's now lost it again. I'm not. I'm not sure if we're going to see, because it it took. Um, I mean we saw the episode where um, Morgan went on board with the whole Zen um, teachings and uh, and and all of that kind of thing um, and I'm not sure if me if if Morgan will go through that that change back again because that was a that was a long transition that was a long a long road that he had to go down to turn from from crazy Morgan um, into into Zen Morgan and there's no one there who I can see that can can bring him back to that balance
0: well and that's a good point uh and and, you know I think one of the coolest things I read about this episode it was actually from the same dude who didn't really like it from what I understood but he said that one cantaloupe ruined the lives of four people one cantaloupe got Kevin Ben killed one cantaloupe got Richard killed one cantaloupe now has and and we're you know this will transition us to a discussion with Carol. one cantaloupe has f- changed forever who Morgan and Carol are. It's already been established that if Carol joined this war and became a killing machine again, she would lose herself yeah. and you know we're seeing um we're seeing Morgan lose himself as well, yeah, so. Uh, one cantaloupe ruined four lives.
1: <laughs> now, this is where Morgan goes and has a chat with Richard about what's gone on. But it's not really yeah. a chat. It's more of a monologue from Richard because Morgan isn't giving anything away.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I am uh, a sucker for monologues. I love oh,
1: monologues. A monologue is, is a fantastic thing when done well. And this one was yeah. written, written and performed well. Yes, I, you know, I kept, I, kept waiting for Morgan during it to just reach out and and start strangling Richard. I wasn't a hundred percent sure that that wasn't going to happen. Just at some point during this monologue.
0: Well, I and again, all the credit goes to Lenny James. Uh, without even actually doing much, um, you know, he wasn't he wasn't vocally acting. All his acting was pure uh, body language. And I, you know, it, 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 You could tell he was very unhappy with with what happened, what went down. Uh, you know, he he same thing, you know, as Daryl. Like, there's a way to 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 get the kingdom to join the battle that wasn't getting Carol killed and wasn't getting someone else killed, whether it was himself or or as it turned out, Kevin Ben.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now Richards. Richard's monologue was very much um it was it was a shift for Richard. Richard was ready to die, he was ready he was ready to go, and he was ready, like you've mentioned before, to be the catalyst of of this war. But now that he's survived, he seems to now believe that the reason that he survived was to lead this war. He's no longer ready to die for this war, he's now ready to lead it.
0: And man, he could not be further from the truth.
1: Motherfucker. No. You are not Rick Grimes. No, I'm stand. I'm sitting there the whole time thinking I would not follow you anywhere. No, yeah. no chance. He's not trustworthy. Yeah, no. he's
0: not a trustworthy cat.
1: And every um, plan he's had so far has fallen apart. He's gotten Ben, uh, Kevin Ben killed. And every
0: plan he's had thus far ha- is about putting someone else in danger for the greater good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Rick's plan in, involves getting a bunch of guns for another group. Like, like no one <laughs> has to die but, for Rick's but Rick,
1: plan. But Rick will go looking for those guns himself. Rick will be the guy who gets in the car alongside Michonne and drives through the, the, the horde of zombies. Rick will, if they're the plan, Rick will always put himself yeah, but... forward for it. But Richard is always willing, like you just said, is willing to get someone else killed. Like that didn't seem. He seemed upset that that Kevin Ben was killed, but it's almost like he he then thought, "Well, yeah, now now this is an opportunity." There yeah. didn't seem to be a lot of mourning. Yeah. It almost seemed to be a revelation to him that, "Oh, maybe I wasn't supposed to die. Maybe I was supposed to lead."
0: No, I, I mean, I, for his part, he he did show a lot of emotion in in the moment and at carol's place the fact that no one picked up on his guilt even like that was just as thick as a a, a frosty from wendy's like (laughs) like that guilt was just radiating yeah from
1: him yeah he was hardly even looking at anyone he had his back turned when the whole thing was going on he was obviously a guy who was trying to trying to hide something
0: Now to, um, to wrap up, uh, the, the first half of our episode and, and bury me here, uh, something that I, I think was unexpected for me. Um, but again, as we've seen in this episode, I wasn't seeing anything coming from any direction. Um, was, uh, Morgan going to Carol's place, ...whom he had already kind of agreed he'd leave alone... ...because she said, you know, I'm fine, leave me alone, blah, blah, blah... ...he's already told Daryl it's best to not tell Carol what actually happened... ...because that will get her to join the world, uh, the war... ...and and that will mean she has lost herself. She does not want to be that person anymore. She does not want to be a killer. Uh, And he goes and, um, if I'm remembering correctly... Flat out asks her, do you want to know? I don't know if he gives her the chance to answer and tells her
1: what happened. Really happened with the Saviors. Yep. And he lists off everyone who was killed. We get Abraham, we get Glenn, we get... Even Spencer gets brought up. He brings up Olivia. Um, and and then he even... He then points out the fact that the reason Rick was at the kingdom is because he wants to fight them. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, I mean to be fair, I think he could have stopped with Glenn. And, you know, she doesn't care about, she doesn't give two shits about Spencer and Olivia, but (laughs) no one, they're not in the show anymore. No one cared about that. And, uh, but yeah, yeah. So, and, and just as it was predicted, um, she is getting to join the war. And I thought what was, what was a really kind of beautiful uh, bookend was um, earlier uh, in the I believe, was it this episode or maybe it was like a different episode? But there was a point where Morgan went to um, Carol and said, "We can leave, and yeah, I'll come with episode. you." Yeah, it's was, yeah, because she comes to town that's before right. she that, knows.
1: That was another thing which which I remember now that that made me know that uh kevin ben was going to die is he went to carol and said take me with you show me how you do what you do how you how you do the killing and all that kind of thing um and she said no you go to you go do your drop
0: yeah yeah. now
1: carol will probably look back on this at some point and think well if i'd taken him if i if i did what he requested this kid would still be alive
0: yeah that's definitely going to be something she carries on her shoulders and i think that's uh, you know, one of the reasons why when, um, you know, because uh, I think she knows nothing needed to be spoken for her to know what this kid meant to uh, Morgan. And that's why earlier, again, a beautiful bookend to, to earlier when Morgan was saying, hey, I will go with you. You know, me and you we will leave this place. We'll yeah. never come back. Uh, because, like, and it's amazing this friendship that has formed between these two because they literally were willing to kill each other last season. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> and they, they and, were right and there. And now we have, yeah, and now Morgan is offering to, like, be best friends with her. And, and now when he's, like, going crazy, she offers to him, hey, wait for me. I'll come with you. You and me, we'll just leave and we'll get out of here. Um, and, and ultimately, she ends up back at the kingdom and tells the king that they need to fight. And the only thing that stops him, he, he says, he agrees, we're, we're, we have to fight. But that can wait, because there's this little boy here that's helped me regrow a, a garden. And that's like, his garden, his private garden, is like nothing but symbolism in this episode.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you get the weevils attacking it, and they've got to they've got to tear it down and burn it, and and do all, all of that. But then it's got to, it's it's being regrown at the end. Yeah. It's um, and <coughs> uh, and we get the 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 final shot that makes me believe that this is what cemented it for me that Morgan is not coming back. He's sharpening his stick. He's whittling the end yeah. into a point.
0: You know what? That's that is a very good point and that is something that I didn't notice watching the episode and that I did read but completely forgot about until you just mentioned it. So I I I'm probably 100% wrong that he is not on that fence and that he is 100% lost. But he's um
1: <laughs> he also the, the thing I loved with the camera shot, it never it slowly gets closer to him. It never pans around. You don't actually see his face. So you don't know, you can't see his expression, you don't know exactly what's going through his mind. All you need to know is if he's at the point now where he is sharpening that stick that he's had with him since uh, since he was first captured and put in that little cell in the cabin by, I can't remember the, the guy's name, Eastman. The, the psychiatrist guy, He um, <laughs> he he's had that with him. That's been a symbol of, of almost his non-violence because he can take people out without killing them. Now that symbol is being turned into a weapon yeah. that will just and it's going to sound terrible for me to say. I can't wait for the first time I see that go through someone.
0: <laughs> <coughs> yeah, well, it's uh, this is the Morgan that Rick needs though. This is this is a this is the Morgan that is more in line with with Rick uh, and will help win the war versus hindering the war or hindering their
1: side of the war yeah but what is morgan going to be after the war
0: that's interesting um i i i think that after i don't think morgan's lost though i mean uh here's the predicament with with the Walking Dead is that, uh, you, you're going to outprice yourself with some of these actors. Um, and Lenny James is absolutely one of those guys. Uh, he, he's, he had a busy schedule. The reason he didn't join the cast full time earlier is because he had a busy schedule. Um, I, I don't want to see Morgan, uh, go at all. Uh, but there is a very good possibility that, um, part of Morgan's storyline is being so far gone that, that he ultimately leads himself to his own demise.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I, I, I think we, we're seeing Morgan's days now numbered.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, if I had to guess, um, it, it, it would be mid season, uh, break next year of season eight that, that, it wouldn't surprise me at all if he ends up being the mid-season finale or the mid-season premiere uh, death.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in season eight, because <clears throat> I mean, with all uh, as uh, we still have to talk about another episode, but after that episode, we talk about there's only two more episodes left this season. Um, I think this season is going to well. We'll save that. We'll save that for the end of the episode when we do our theories. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I personally don't have anything left to talk about uh, when it comes to burying no, here. No, um,
1: um, just that it was. I I'm very surprised that you mentioned that the reception on this episode was mixed because, aside from the the obvious telegraphing of of um Kevin Ben, um, I thought it was a it was a great episode. We got a lot of development from a lot of characters. We got without it being pushed in a in a huge and obvious way we got a lot of development with this storyline as well because we now know the kingdom have now entered the war. They, yeah, as Ezekiel no, I- 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 said it, but he he's just, like you said, did it in a fantastic way where he said, basically said, I know what I have to do now, but there's other things that have to happen first. So, yeah, uh,
0: I, I, for me, I just think overall this episode was, um, I, like I said, I said it in the beginning, the beginning, I said it an hour ago. I think this was the best episode of the season, or at least the back half of the season thus far. Uh, Hence why I I wanted to try to record this as its own episode, because clearly we were
1: able to do enough on it for being its own episode. Oh, one thing we didn't talk about is we didn't mention the fact that Morgan killed Richard. Oh, yeah. That's pretty important. (laughs) That I'm is... just looking through my notes, and it's like, and Richard, it's like, oh, of course, Richard died. That uh, at Morgan's bare hands. <laughs> that yeah, yeah, that's pr- very important.
0: Yeah, that was that was brutal. That was, okay, so
1: that this was... is the reason why uh, Morgan is is whittling his stick, and why he goes to Cowl, and <laughs> yeah, we probably should have touched on that.
0: Yeah, um, and. I am now uh, I'll touch on that in just a second. Cause I, I'm doing a, just a little bit of research on, on ratings and whatnot Yep. now. And we had this discussion in our, in our last episode, typically in the way a show trends is ratings start off high and, and dwindle down uh, as the season goes. And then, usually the season uh, finale is lower than what the season premiere was. And then the next year, it goes up a little bit, so it's higher than the previous year's season finale, not as high as the previous year's season premiere. And then it dwindles down, so that the season finale uh, goes up a little bit, but it's still lower than everything else that preceded it, as far as premieres are concerned and finales are concerned. So you just... As a television show goes on for six, seven years, you go from, let's say, 20 million viewers to six. Walking Dead has progressively gained viewership every single season. Save for the last, like, in season six and seven, it is finally starting to kind of... Do the normal trend of television shows, meaning that for the first five seasons of this show, it started off, you know, at its at X, and then it ended at X plus ten, and then it started off, and then season two started at X plus ten plus ten, and that ended higher. So this show is going to be around forever, is what I'm saying. Yeah, because their ratings now, although lower than at this time in season six are still higher than it started out, and it's still higher than season three numbers.
1: Yeah, and this... I mean, at the end of the day, this show is... Uh, ratings Ratings will drop on, on any show. You know, um, a lot of the times it will be people will see the next week on and go, oh, I'm not really overly interested. Something which we'll talk about on the next episode um, or, or about with the next episode in the second part of this show. Um, but there's still killer ratings on this show you know people seem to seem people seem to nowadays seem to be almost waiting for a show to fail so they can go ha ah, i told you this was going to happen you know yeah. and it's going to happen with every show every show gets cancelled eventually every show runs its course every show you know does that but but I'll tell you what, uh, I would love to see the the ratings of season seven of Walking Dead and season seven of a network show such as like Smallville. Yeah. yeah. And see what the drop off has been by the time you hit season seven with Smallville compared to, you know, with previous seasons.
0: Well, I would say Smallville is probably an unfair show to choose because that's on where it's on network televisions on the CW or the WB or whatever. And that's not a major network, whereas like CBS, Fox, ABC uh, and NBC, they're the major networks. Yeah. So um, I would say the equivalent to The Walking Dead, honestly, is probably Friends, which is a fair comparison because they probably have similar ratings uh as far as like trending yeah uh, numbers might be higher for nbc but th- they probably trend similar but like even i would say seinfeld probably dipped more than the walking Dead. the walking dead did
1: yeah yeah but every show every show dips but if what you're saying is is true this is a show that although fair enough some of the ratings may be a bit lower this season but as far as ratings go in general it's a show that's managed to buck the trends
0: and as far as I'm looking at, like the the same chart that I found out that the Oceanside episode was the critically worst episode of the season, and this episode is uh, ranked. It is actually ranked pretty critically high. Not nothing is as high as episode two, um, but everything is is pretty high, save for Oceanside. No, I
1: think uh, it's, I think it deserves it. This episode especially. Yeah, it. this is
0: probably, it looks like it's like the third highest ranked episode, or it's yep. tied for the third highest um, episode. Uh, so, um, good episode.
1: Yeah, so um, uh, just quickly touching on it, Richard Richard is strangled by Morgan because Richard does this speech where he says, we need to prove to the saviors that we will do what it takes to be on board with them, lull them into a false sense of security, and then... We can come after them when we've earned their trust. Now, Morgan follows this plan through to an absolute T. Yeah. But what Richard doesn't realize is Richard is going to be the sacrifice.
0: Yeah. So so Richard gets what he originally intended for after all, and that's to, to die for this war. Yeah. He is kind of... In a way, he's a ca- he is the catalyst for this war, but for all the wrong reasons. He's the catalyst for this war because he's the one that got uh, Kevin Ben killed. Yeah. Um. And so, so at, you know, it's it's um, uh, he, he's basically a dick, a big old dick.
1: Oh, he's a a massive <laughs> massive dick. Yeah. Uh, he,
0: uh, I think I, just what th- th- this scene with with uh, with Morgan strangling Richard to death, I think is. The other odd scene in this episode it ranks up there with the oddities of the cantaloupe scenes because wh- no one knew why Morgan was doing what he did. All of a sudden, this strange man who they've known for maybe a uh, oh, a week or two—I I mean, I, we, it's hard to tell how much time has passed—but we'll say we'll be nice. We'll say a couple months. They've known each other. They've known him for maybe a month or two. Yep. uh, Has just strangled someone that they've known for presumably uh, a very long time. Yeah. Uh, You know. And And
1: in a position of trust in in their camp.
0: And no one stops him. Uh, and like, you know, you don't expect the saviors to stop him. Saviors are looking at Ezekiel and his gang. Like what's, what the fuck's going on? And no one pulls him off Richard and they just let it happen. And I don't know if maybe there's some backstory there to where like everyone kind of sensed that Richard was a dick. Um, or what?
1: I wondered if maybe people didn't think that Morgan, because being who Morgan is, wasn't going to go the full way with it if he would have eventually just let Richard go himself. Um, you know, because ah. uh, Ezekiel especially knows, that he's he's mentioned it before, that Morgan's a man of peace. And now you've got the shock of, of Morgan actually doing this in the first place. And then probably, they probably didn't actually believe he would have gone the full way with it. He wouldn't have actually killed him. He would have stopped himself. But um, Yeah. It, I loved Ezekiel's was, reaction when when Morgan explained to him what went on, that it was actually him who got Kevin Ben killed, and it was all set up, and uh, and Ezekiel actually he seemed, even though Richard was was dead, he seemed really pissed at Richard.
0: Oh, rightfully, so. and I think you know. rightfully so.
1: Yeah, but in to the to the point where all it took was for Morgan to explain himself. And yeah. Morgan seemed to have that bigger position of trust with Ezekiel that he didn't question it.
0: Yeah, and I and I there's something about Morgan and Ezekiel um, that uh, I think like just right away there was this respect that Ezekiel had for Morgan and this trust he instantly had for him uh, that I, I I think is what played a heavy hand into it. Um, and I think just, you know, Richard did not come off as the, the nicest guy in the world, you know, he, he came off as a, a bit of a, a cannon, a, a, a loose, a loose cannon, you know? So maybe the rest of the team, uh, was just like, let's just see how this plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So but uh, they do with all due respect, bury him where, where he has to be buried.
0: Yes. Yes. They, that, you they know. do do that. Um, and the, you know, as we said, the episode kind of ends with Carol and Ezekiel and, and, um, baby Kevin, uh, Ben, uh, doing gardening, doing a new garden, a new Royal garden.
1: So we, we we now don't even know this kid's name. This kid is now known as baby Kevin.
0: Baby Kevin.
1: (laughs) We've got Kevin Ben's dead and baby Kevin is now, is now there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Luke, maybe his name's Luke. That seems like it could be right.
1: I'm, but... I'm sticking with Baby Kevin, man. You've you've <laughs> no way that I'm I'm going past that now. Baby uh, Kevin.
0: All right. Uh, I think that uh, we. It's clear that we both like this episode. We yep. really did go just about an hour with this episode. Uh, before we go over to the next, I uh, I'm going to throw it to a commercial break, mainly because in the real life. I need to get a drink. My mouth is so dry right now. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll be back on the other end to talk about episode 14 of season seven, The Walking Dead. The other side. Hey, this is a weird radio uh, radio throwaway because on the other side, we're going to talk about the other side. Take right one. here on Zomcast. Wait, no. When it's not, God damn, we don't have that website. Okay, let's let's uh, let's redo that so it sounds professional. And I'm not going to edit any of this out, so in turn, it's not going to sound professional. On the other side, we'll be talking about the other side, right here on ThatEntertains.com.
1: December 21st, 2012. The zombie infestation sweeps across the globe. Nearly the entire human race is destroyed by the onslaught of undead, leaving a dwindling population to suffer in the wake of chaos and horror that is the apocalypse. Only two men can save all of humanity. Action. Oh, kiss me. Puppet time. Wait, hey, wait. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, do do that today. Well. Yeah. I mean, sh- oh yeah. oh oh, my god. Oh. Oh. Is anyone there? <laughs> there, there? A weekly podcast from the undead-filled wasteland that they call home. Keep updating. Keep <laughs> going. Oh, <away>. <laughs> Ah, uh, being a little dramatic here. Tune in to the Is Anyone There podcast. It may save your life.
0: And welcome back to the Zomcast. Uh, if you're still with us after this hour, uh, great. If you're just tuning in, which I don't know how that works with a podcast, I'm Kev.
1: And I'm still Stave.
0: and this is the show where we talk some dead, uh, not the dead, but we talk some dead and, uh, horror in general, but you know, there's clearly 16 weeks out of the year where we purely talk about the walking dead.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, uh, we just got done talking about Bury me here. And now that we're on the other side, we're going to talk about the other side, which, uh, now, uh, before we de- describe our thoughts, uh, something that I'm going to try to do every time we talk about an episode, uh, which, you know, it's two more episodes after this. I'm gonna try to let you all know what the, the critical response was. Um, and this one is not the lowest, but this the, the critical response to this dips, uh, lower than the previous episode. Um, and to truth be told, I don't think I disagree. And in fact, the only the, the, the main reason uh, I didn't want to separate this and the last episode was, aside from missing the recording last week, uh, was that there's one moment in this episode that I think saves the entire episode and, and makes it um, the possibly the greatest moment in Walking Dead history, I think.
1: Well, I'm going to be very interested to, to hear what that is. There was, a, there was a few things I enjoyed about this episode. But I tell you what, when I saw the next week on The Walking Dead promo, and I saw that we were going to be focusing largely on Sasha and Rosita, uh, is all I could think of to say. It's These are possibly two of my least favourite characters. In The Walking Dead at the moment. Um
0: Well, I'll definitely agree that Rosita has not been great this season. Um, Sasha, I don't think we've seen too much this season, at least in this back half.
1: I've, I've never been able to get on board with, with Sasha, the character. It's She's just not one which I've ever i I've, I've never really gotten on board with the with i don't know if it's the acting or if it's the role that she plays or or whatever it may be but uh the idea of these two teaming up for an episode for me was was really putting me off the idea of 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 watching it
0: it um I'll tell you, again i don't think that bothered me um and and I, after watching it i was actually like thinking like oh this wasn't a bad episode it wasn't a bad episode now that being said um and having a day or two to think about it uh and how we done this uh how we recorded this last night i would probably been way more into this episode but um i don't know what it was about this episode to be honest and and it could have been that it was them too this episode feels a lot like uh say yes uh, and, yeah. and my quote unquote issues with that. Yeah. Um, and, and that is that I have issues with it. I just don't know what those issues are because I can't, I, the reasons that I would imagine that I did not like it, which is probably it being a story focused on Sasha and, and Rosita. I also can say that like, I did not mind those moments. Um, and maybe I don't mind those moments individually, but maybe in hindsight, remembering the episode as a whole, I'm not liking it. I, I, it's hard to put my finger on.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, there were elements of this episode that I did enjoy a lot. One thing, one thing that, that I've, I haven't brought up in the past, and I'm not sure if, if either of us have, is how much I enjoy the guy who plays Simon. The um the the leader of the saviors who keeps coming to hilltop.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, he with, is, he is a character. He is.
1: I I'm in and I enjoyed him a lot in this episode, and I love the way that he, I love the way that he he talks to Gregory. Like he knows yeah. he knows that Gregory is a slimy piece of shit. He yeah. knows that Gregory is like just uh everything he says is just to save his his own ass. Um, but he still knows that right now, Gregory's the one he's dealing with as the leader at the hilltop, and he'll just seems to simply be putting up with his bullshit for as long as he needs to. But he's not going to mourn Gregory once Gregory's gone.
0: Yeah, um, what I like about Simon, because he is a character that I like to see on TV, uh, is that he is kind of like, um... He is somewhere seemingly in between, uh, Gavin and, and Jared, uh, in in a way he's almost like a, a, he almost is a replica of Negan to be honest. Like he seems like, um, uh, maybe, maybe a less cool version of Negan, if that makes sense. Yep. And, uh, I think that's, I think that's what it is. I think it's just that he's, he's got that charisma that Negan has just not as, he's just not as good at it.
1: Well, there's one, there's one point which I, I really enjoyed where, um, where he actually turned around and he's talking to the doctor and he's, he's just looking at him and he goes, well, people tell me I have a very expressive face. <laughs> and and when he said that, I was thinking, well, he, he does, you know he's he's got a he's got a great big mouth full of teeth, and he's always smiling at people. But then he, his face can suddenly turn angry or concerned, or you know there, there, there's a, a lot going on with him when you when you talk to him. Um, and you know, seeing him rock up to the hilltop um, really, really kind of took away the 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 feeling that I had about this being a, a, a Sasha uh, Rosita episode. Um, I will just pleased to see him in the mix. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, it is uh, the Hilltop stuff. I think was, was great. I didn't mind. I, I didn't mind when we were there. Um, there, I enjoyed uh, a, I like Gregory. Oh, I mean, I like, I don't like Gregory. I think, he, I think the character's a piece of shit, but <laughs> in a good way, like that's, he's supposed to be a piece of shit. So, um, and I and I like, um, and I like the dude that plays him. Uh, I think he plays him really well. I think he plays that like sliminess really well. Though I, I it is something to, there is something to say about Gregory, and it could be purely selfish, uh, because maybe he feels like he's too far deep at this point, and he fears his own life if he were to speak up. But he doesn't, he doesn't round out the fact that sasha was there or that uh maggie's there or that the savior's most wanted is there daryl he doesn't rat them out at all
1: well no that and but he he has gone to in the past when uh when they uh, uh jesus hid hid his uh all of his scotch in the in the closet where he thought uh, maggie was going to be and directed him towards it so he has gone to do it in the past but I think you're right in the in the sense that the the question that'll get him into a lot of trouble is well, how long have they been here? Yeah, you know. So you're right. He's too deep in now. He he cannot rat them out now because he he'll be implicated in it.
0: Yeah, and and um, I don't know. This is going to be one of those episodes where it's hard to talk about, but.
1: Well, I reckon. I reckon we touch on the on the points that we can talk about. We don't have to go into it with the same depth as we did with Bury Me Here, um, because we we always knew that we were going to be doing a lot of focus on Bury Me Here, and this one, not so much. But you mentioned yeah. that there was the, there was a the moment in it that saved so, it for you. What 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 was that? So there is this, and it, it's near
0: the end of the episode. Um, it's it's. Uh, the and I and I it I didn't even think about it. The last time we saw Daryl was him saying leaving the kingdom, saying that he was going to the hilltop. Yeah, and I didn't even think about like the fact that we haven't seen him and Maggie together on screen by themselves since the season premiere, since the mid season premiere.
1: Since what happened and, with Glenn.
0: Yes, and uh, it didn't even cross my mind to think that th- that this still weighs on his shoulders because he went through shit being taken and captured by the saviors. So the moment after that savior is in the basement taking whatever food or, or whatever he's, he's taken from that barn or whatever that Maggie and, and Daryl are hiding in, um, you know, Daryl goes to, to, he thinks they're going to get caught. He goes to like sneak out and stab him. But, but Maggie stops him as much as he, as she wants to do it as well. And, um, and then dude leaves. They're perfectly fine. And there's just that moment where like, she says, she just calls him out on a, on kind of his bullshit and says, Daryl, you have not looked at me since you've been here. You have not looked me in the eye. And, um, I'm getting choked up talking about it yeah, like, yeah, I Saying I, I you haven't it.
1: you haven't spoken to me you haven't said a word.
0: Yeah. And and, and, yeah. and God damn it Norman Reedus uh is such a wonderful actor. Like he is he, he plays a quiet character in this show so so he doesn't I don't I don't think he gets to do uh, a lot of uh actual acting or emoting because that's not what he's given to play often but god damn it when they give him this material it always gets me and he just instantly starts crying and i literally have a, like tears forming in my eyes right now
1: yeah cuz uh, it was a, it, it was a beautifully played moment but it, it's just so goddamn beautiful cuz he
0: it's for the first time you know at least again for the first time i'm real- realizing he has all this guilt and and, I mean kind of rightfully so and not, I'm not saying that to like fuck Daryl because that's how I would feel. That's exactly how I would feel if I was the dude that stood up to take action and instead of killing me, they killed one of my good friends, Glenn. They killed this lady who I, who I'm now stuck in a room with. They killed her husband, the father of her child. Like, And just to see how much that weighs on his shoulder, how much it's affecting, still affecting him, which again, I guess really has not been a long time as far as the amount of days and weeks it's been, but it's, you know, time works different in the zombie apocalypse because literally any day could be your last. Yeah. And, and, And I don't know. It was just that scene, that moment, uh, where where he loses it and then the and then the the, the brief conversation they have after that where, where Maggie doesn't even have to say she forgives him because she, there's nothing to forgive as far as she's concerned. It wasn't his fault. you know no one no one blames Daryl for Glenn's death not and not even his his you know his now widow. And that scene is just again, so beautiful and i think if not the greatest moment in walking dead history definitely the greatest moment of season seven and i'm saying that in a season that showed negan bash two skulls in (laughs) uh and 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 if you want to argue that it's not the best moment of season seven uh, it's, it's the best moment of this episode
1: i'd i'd I can't argue with you as far as this being one of their best moments. And it's it's got to come down to to Norman Reedus because there would have been, uh, if if it had been a different actor in that role, they probably would have gone bigger on it. There probably would have been a yell at some point. They probably would have yelled, you know, it was my fault or, or something along those lines. But because he played everything so quietly. He was almost like, you know, almost whispering it under his breath because he didn't want to say it out loud. Because if he said it out loud, Maggie might turn around and say, yeah, it was your fault. That's what he didn't want to hear. That's what he was trying... That's why he was trying not to confront her about it. That's why he was ignoring her. He wasn't looking at her. Because the second he looked at her, they would have to discuss it. And then when it came time... there must have been the temptation to go big there must have been the temptation to kind of go well this is a big emotional moment but Norman Reedus way of playing that big emotional moment was to to play it smaller to play it quieter to almost it's not often that you see Daryl appear to have a sense of shame about his actions he's not the kind of guy who seems to have regrets Um, who seems to carry things with him but this is one that it doesn't matter what Maggie says okay he knows he's on a square footing with Maggie but he is never going to forgive himself for that one impulse of action he will carry that one impulse with him for the rest of his life and the way that Norman Reed has played this a big emotional outburst may have given you the impression that okay, now this this character's gotten over it now. This character has now gotten it out of his system. He's yelled about it. He's ranted about it. But Daryl is never going to get over this.
0: No, no. Uh, and and I, th- I mean, I think, you know, there is a bit of resolution in this episode in that moment. Uh, also tons of props to uh, Lauren uh, Cohen, whatever her last name is to Maggie, the girl that plays Maggie, because like she, I mean, she's just as strong as Norman Reedus in this scene. And it's, it's again, it's both those actors, uh, just crush this scene. Um, and, and more or less, I think save this episode. Um, I mean, I, 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 you could have given me a whole episode of just these two uh building up this tension building up and then ending on that moment and i think it would have been a better a better episode than we got
1: well i didn't click when we we saw daryl earlier and maggie brought him out something to eat and daryl was sitting out in the dark and and she walked off but then she she kind of doubled back for a second as if she was going to approach him but then but then didn't neither one of them knew how to how to um how to approach your subject and it took them being locked in a room together like yeah. literally being locked in a room with each other before maggie actually turned around and said you haven't looked at me you haven't like i think the first thing she said wasn't you haven't she just actually said to him "Darrell, look at me yeah yeah, he, yeah, yeah, you're and right. he wouldn't yeah. do it his, his head was hanging down he, he wouldn't he wouldn't look up it was almost yeah. like you know when a when a dog knows it's done something wrong Yep. you know and yep. its yep. instinct is exactly. just to look anywhere at anything other than what it needs to be looking at and it, it was it was like you said it was a it was a fantastic beautiful moment that was acted well by um by the girl who plays Maggie like you're saying uh, uh, Lauren Cohen um yeah. but it was completely knocked out of the park by Norman Reedus by playing it yeah. so low, by playing it so... And he wasn't even, like, bawling like a baby or anything like that. No, no. He was he was trying to keep it together. Yeah. But even Darrell couldn't keep it together at this moment. And Daryl can keep it together through any shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, he'd hit break when he was listening to that goddamn song over <laughs> and over again.
1: But, you know, uh, the, he didn't even turn around and, and, you know, another actor might have punched the door or knocked something over. Or something like that, but he just he just kept it so contained and so it was very raw, you know. Um, and full props to him for making it seem like a real emotional moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, it is like I said. I for me, and 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 I'm sure that I could probably go back and rewatch the series and find a moment that's better than this. But I think for me this is one of the greatest moments, if not greatest moment in walking dead history. And it, and if maybe to separate it out a little bit, because, because there are so many iconic moments from the comic book that were, that have been recreated onto the screen. It is definitely the most, um, most iconic moment, uh, that's original to the TV series. Cause this moment does not exist anywhere in the walking dead mythos, except for this TV series, because Daryl's not a character anywhere else, but this TV series. So it's just, I don't know for it. It just, I really am a sucker for that emotional crap. Uh, and you know, it's not often the walking dead gives us that. So when we get it, I really appreciate it. And if you can get me to tear up, not that I, I mean, I cry at everything, but, but usually if I'm crying at something, it's because there is something emotional attached to it. So, you're doing something right if you. I don't cry for no reason when it comes to to entertainment. There's a reason why I tear up or get you know show my emotion that that I'm feeling from a movie, and it's because you're you're doing something right. And and they just, oh god, it. I like I said. I really I don't remember much else from that episode because. At the end of the day, for me, nothing else mattered in that episode but yeah. that moment. It's a moment that I had no idea I wanted or needed. And absolutely love the fact that they did it and showed me that, hey, you needed this. You needed to sit through about 40 minutes of this bullshit to get to this moment that you needed to see since the mid-season premiere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was... Um... You know, like you said, I didn't know that I needed this to happen until it was happening, and then as it was happening, like yourself, I just kind of went, "Of course, they this, they've been separated this entire time. Daryl was dragged away. Maggie's been at the hilltop. She wasn't at the kingdom. She wasn't. She wasn't with them. And he made his way way to the hilltop. Um, but then when it was happening, I was just I've. It, it almost felt like there was a sense that in some way you got the you got the 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 tiniest return of Glenn as a character yeah
0: yeah you
1: know because it was almost like Glenn was in the room and if Glenn could have been in the room he would have been saying to Dale shut the fuck up it wasn't your fault you know move on from it it's you know it's it it wasn't you but yeah, Dale yeah, yeah isn't able to see that he's and this is the, this is the development for Daryl as well, because Daryl is now a character who's taking responsibility for for the death of a of a character who he used to be outwardly racist to. Yeah, and, and you know? I, like I
0: said, this character, this this fucking Bobby here, fucking Bobby's <laughs> real Daryl Dixon, is the character that has, I think. Had the most and and most interesting character growth in the series because he started off to really be not much better than Merle Dixon. And don't get me wrong. By the time we had to say goodbye to Merle Dixon, we were we were we were sorry to see him go because he had turned a new leaf. He had learned something from his brother, his little brother. But I mean, we, we at least not we forget short haired Daryl Dixon. Is someone who was very, very racist, yeah, and, and, and had a maybe problem with authority to...
1: and 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 the whole kit yeah. And caboodle.
0: Yeah, and and he has turned into, uh, for me, he's turned into the Tyrese of the show. Like he he is, he is this, the the right hand man to Rick, and kind of like that silent like yes man or silent bodyguard type guy. Um, and, and him and Rick have this awesome relationship that they can literally kind of look at each other and know what each other means by their, by their facial expressions. Um, I, I mean, I've said it before, like when I, my favorite, I've two absolute favorite moments, uh, of these, of this show. And, and the, it first started off with Daryl and Glenn. Going out on their little runs together, I thought yeah. they were amazing together, and and you know and then they started showing Daryl and Rick going on runs or, or missions together, and I don't know, just the, the their uh, their uh, chemistry together is just wonderful, and and you know obviously I think a lot of the scenes that Norman Reedus are in are, are probably actually some of the better scenes in the series I think Norman Reedus for me when I mean honestly Norman Reedus is probably even though I read the comic book what sold me on making sure I watched this show and sold me on on saying I want to do a podcast about this show uh, and for those that listening are saying, what are you talking about? This is the seventh season. Like, this show has been, the Zymecast has been around since before season one started. Um, it's just, was on a really long hiatus. Um, and, but Norman Reedus was the catalyst for me to 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 really kind of embrace The Walking Dead as a television show.
1: Well, he also brings, like, like you said, because you were reading the comic book, he brings a random element to the to the T V show. That well, having yeah. read the comic, there there's gonna be things that Daryl does that that follow or emulate what a character has done in the comic book, but he's also free to go off on his own, do his own thing. We get Daryl arcs which which where he interacts with characters which we haven't seen or read before.
0: Yeah. And and I you know obviously Rooker w- was the bigger star power than Reedus, but I mean, both Reedus and 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 Rooker were like these are the two guys that we're gonna bring in uh, to draw v- viewers in. Like they're gonna be the big names of the show. Yeah. Uh, and we're only gonna keep them around for a little bit. I mean, Daryl uh, Norman Reedus went in to read for the role of Merrill Dixon, and um, I guess they liked Rooker more, but. Norman Reedus crushed it so much that they created a brother for Meryl Dixon in the TV show. So, like, not only is Daryl Dixon original, not, like, in the comic book, he wasn't in the original draft for the first episode. Like, they created this role for, for Norman Reedus.
1: Wow. <coughs> um, and he's, and he's, so, he, he's nailed it. I mean, he's got Daryl down 100% now. He's one hundred percent got this character nailed down. I doubt he needs very much direction when it when it comes time to to do his thing. Yeah, know. I mean,
0: I, honestly, for me, I I think he's got his character down more than Andrew Lincoln has Rick Grimes down, and and Andrew Lincoln has Rick Grimes down. Oh yeah, but I, I I think Norman Reed is just just has a better lock on his own character, and and maybe it's just because the, it's the, who the character is. Uh, that for me he's he's a more interesting character, um, and he's obviously one of the more popular characters.
1: Well, if we're if we're talking about character moments, one of one of the things which I I can't go past bringing up is something that we discussed um, with um, with Calam- calamities and and what was it calamities and conundrums or
0: something a, was- like
1: that. Something, something like that with Eugene. Oh yeah. Now we've we see Eugene in this episode amongst the 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 Sasha and, and Rosita story, um, and he's walking around the yard, giving orders as Doctor Eugene Porter. Um, uh, so he's now got the doctor in front of his name, like he's he's always wanted to do, but got caught out with with Rick's mob. And then the girls decide to go down and rescue Eugene. Now, we discussed what would Eugene's reaction be to being rescued. You know, was he setting up a long-term? Was he going a some kind of a game plan? Or is Eugene a saviour? How did you... I mean, they've gone down, they've gone to rescue him. He freaks out and says, I never asked you to do this, and runs back into the camp and refuses to be rescued.
0: I still think that there's a I think he has a long a long game going on a long time. Um I think there's I I think and 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 this I mean this is spoiler territory I guess, but uh, I kind of just the what I remember from his character from the comic book um, his love for his platonic love for Abraham, I think, is too strong for this to be a play where he is full-on savior now. I know that it's all set up like that, and and it could he 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 could be full-on savior. But I, I, I don't know, a piece of me, something tells me, I don't know if it's, it's, um, if it's hope as a fan, uh, or if it's maybe something, a little bit of something that I've picked up over watching TV all these years, but something tells me that, that, um, he's not a savior and that he's just playing some sort of long con that, that, he obviously can't explain or doesn't have time to explain to these two crazy
1: ladies who are shooting off the place. Yeah, I, I thought that maybe, because i'm I'm still on the fence which way, which way he's going to go. But to me, this didn't seem like it was it was anything to do with any game he was playing. It didn't seem to be anything to do with the long con. I think that Eugene is genuinely scared that if he does try and break out or gets broken out, what happens to him if he gets recaptured? You know he's yeah. he's very good at thinking and looking out for number one. Now, if Eugene had have willingly gone along with with Rosita and, and Sasha, and Negan got hold of him a second time, and he's seen the Doctor go in the furnace head first, I think that that Eugene may almost be not being held prisoner by Negan, but almost by his own cowardice.
0: yeah, I, I, I mean, I see that, I can see that being a thing, um, I think that makes sense, uh, and there's definitely way more facts that back that theory up, um, I don't, like I said, it's just, there's something, I'm not even saying the, the comic book version, because obviously, that, you know, the comic book version, uh, of these characters really means nothing, um they they only kind of pull stories from that and and to that end sometimes they don't even go to the same characters but there so uh, w- without even thinking about the walking dead as a comic there's just and, and thinking of it as a genre television show think about it as a comic book but not as the comic book we know just in general terms as a comic book to me, it, it's it's it seems way. I don't want to say far fetched because it doesn't. It just seems like um, that there's a long con going on. I I I think there's more uh, as as with the Transformers meets the Eye here, and. Um, <laughs>
1: We've gotten Bobby's world. We've gotten Transformers. I'm waiting for a He-Man reference before we finish the show.
0: I I can't believe all these references I'm dropping.
1: This is the, I don't drop this. I don't drop pop culture references usually. Um, well, I think I think yeah. going forward, it's going to be interesting to see because we've we've got a little bit of 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 uh, where we're slightly disagreeing about. I'm thinking Morgan's over the edge. You're thinking he might come back. I'm thinking Eugene's on one side. You're thinking he might be on the other. It's going to be interesting to see how these these characters settle as we, as we go forward. I'm looking forward to that.
0: You have definitely convinced me about Morgan. I, the the sharpening the stick is definitely you know a, a sign of him being lost to him, his Zen self at least. Um, I I I'd like to believe that maybe that there is something post-war uh, with the Saviors that maybe could save Negan. Uh, not Negan. Um, Morgan. But um, but I'm definitely, since we talked about that episode, I'm definitely way more convinced that you're right about Morgan. Now, yeah. Eugene, on the other hand, I, I think, not that I think either theory is more right than the other, Uh, mine is based purely on yours are more based on fact mine is more based on hunches (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so uh you you, you're doing the more detective work while i am being like the uh the the nightwing or the robin and like well i know the evidence is there batman but just maybe
1: so i'm the batman of the zomcast (laughs) (laughs)
0: right now you are which is which is kind of appropriate because don't you live like in a country that has a batman city
1: um a batman city
0: isn't that in uh australia
1: what a a gotham
0: no isn't there a
1: little town uh, oh yeah 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 there is called but it's it's more pronounced batman Oh really? Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's like it's almost like how my dad would would pronounce Batman. So so you're going to go see that Batman movie? You know. <laughs> it's, yeah, so... it's, it's spelled Batman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh. So you just ruined that town for all us uh American people cuz we yeah. all say there's a Batman town.
1: There's it's a Batman Diamond. town. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, maybe it was Batman originally but they got pissed off with it, you know, and they're like <laughs> no no, it's pronounced Batman now we pronounce it, you know and uh That's and got funny. fed up with people standing there going I'm Batman
0: oh god so. yeah i would just I, I want a vacation there just for that <laughs> reason
1: <laughs> yeah i want to go to the virgin islands but i think i might be disappointed <laughs>
0: um okay so Anna, is there anything else in this episode you want to touch on like oh uh, yeah. no,
1: really the there's only there's only two things is, is first uh first of all we get the um we get the first uh confirmation on tv as far as uh the sexual orientation of jesus where uh, yeah
0: that was that was cool and i love how nonchalant it was like yeah, it was just a little throwaway it, line he
1: looked not, at, he looked she looked it was kind of like math does it really matter no let's move on
0: i and i don't even think it was th- I, like to me it was like he dropped it in conversation but not and, and it, it did not come off as a way of like as AMC trying to say, or or you know the creators trying to say, oh look at this, we got a gay character, we're we're totally we're totally cool, right?
1: Oh yeah, it wasn't and, like a special episode of Ellen or, or or anything like that, you know, where where they had the the whole thing. So, but yeah, it was just uh, like yourself. I I loved the way that it dropped. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was. And it was I, almost a blink and you'll miss it.
0: Yeah, and I don't even think that um, that Maggie. Like, I, I don't think that there was a necessarily a response to it. Like, I don't think that look she gave was like, oh, you're gay, huh? It was more like, like, her, I think her reaction would have been the same had he said something about a girlfriend instead of boyfriend.
1: Yeah, yeah. I almost thought it was a look kind of like, um, almost like, yeah, well, I kind of already knew. Maybe, you know, yeah, possibly. That, that kind of thing. I, I, and- but I
0: i just love how nonchalant it was like i love that they didn't make it a big deal yeah because you know i I don't think they made aaron and whatever his boyfriend's name is uh i don't think they made a big deal about that either um but the reason that this is a bigger deal is because people call him jesus i guess i like i guess there's a big deal saying jesus is gay uh you know I don't know uh, yeah,
1: but it's a, but, it's, just a, it's just a small moment you know yeah um, it, it,
0: it's 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 huge it's a huge moment, but yeah. it's also just it's presented in a really small neat little package uh and and you know it is like you said you know a, a blink and and you miss it type of moment
1: and um the other the other thing which i which I wanted to touch on just because it was a cool visual is we start seeing um Eugene's metal-coated zombies.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That which, uh, cool.
1: you know, is a realization of what he was talking to to Negan about. Um, you know, as far as coding the, as far as coding them goes. But looking at how they've been coded, I don't think it's going to make that much of a difference because they're only coding the top part of their bodies, and the bottom part is still just going to drop out like they like they did in that episode. I'm hoping well, that they're gonna that like that might just be a sneak peek of what we might see oh. when. When Rick and that hit the camp later on, you know we might. And get four. and they're
0: also and now maybe I have a fact to support my theory because they're also only co- it looks like they're only coding the ones that are near the fence, so that they're like basically attached to the fence. Yeah. So like to me, like all right, whatever. I, you're making it easier for me to kill your zombies because they're not going to come after me. They're stuck to the fence. Yep. Yeah. So, like, maybe this, again, going with the whole long con thing, maybe he's just making these metal zombies so that it's easier for Rick to break in.
1: All I was thinking when I saw him was just metal zombies. That's cool. You know, it is. That was was pretty cool. And Eugene's still got the rabbit in his pocket. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. he's taken he taken a lot of affection to, as far as that goes. But yeah, I mean this, this episode was really made up of three moments for me. It was it was Simon hitting the hilltop. I'm really learning to like Simon. It was the Norman Reedus moment that, that you, you touched on as well. And it was the Eugene will he or won't he leave the compound. Aside from that, I really couldn't kind of take or leave this episode.
0: Yeah. Like I said, I think this is, or like I said, like, like we said, this is definitely one of those episodes that is like, it's for me, it was a lot like say yes, which, uh, but I, and I, from the get go, I enjoyed, I probably enjoyed this one a bit more. Um, you had, you sold me on, on say yes. Uh, this one, I think I enjoyed a bit more, but again, for me, there was really only that one, that one moment with Norman Reedus, though, you know, t- after talking about it, I totally agree that the moment with Eugene is great as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so and, some cool character moments, but aside yeah. from that, yeah. the, the main characters, oh, I'm, I, at some point they're going to have to thin the herd with, with The Walking Dead, and I'm really hoping that Sasha and Rosita are two people that, that go during all-out war
0: yeah yeah and i and i think what i mean we're gonna see some we're gonna see some stuff next week um I, we're gonna see we're, we're gonna see some stuff and and more than likely the zomcast will be back again next week sometime to sit down and discuss episode 15 if i was better at this i would have my phone in front of me to tell you what the episode title was um but you know it's just fuck it it's episode 15 of the walking dead uh (laughs) and uh and then we'll be back the week after that to talk about the season finale of the walking dead uh and then we'll be taking a small break probably no longer than two or three weeks but i'm going to disney so uh we have nothing for the week of disney and then uh we'll probably be off another week so i can get back into the swing of things and then we'll we'll figure out what we're gonna do but we got two more episodes of the walking dead coming up and then we already know that we want to talk about fear of the walking dead ash versus evil dead uh you horror movies yeah yeah have you had this
1: a chance t- to think it out yet Oh no, I have not. I have not. Uh, we'll have to. We'll have to hit on that at some point. At the yeah, that's, no, be that's definitely
0: something. I yeah, yeah. that is a. Well, I, I, I feel bad for not seeing that. Yeah, I just don't. God damn! I wish I had time. <laughs> wish I had the time.
1: Oh, um, right. Well, I, that's pretty much all all I've got to talk about this week because now, I've got a massive. I've got a massive need to go online and find me some episodes of Bobby's World, and then and then imagine imagine Bobby as Dale Dixon.
0: I'm telling you, if it's not canon, if Robert, Robert Kirkman and Scott Gimple are not listening to this podcast to make that canon, shame on you. Okay. <laughs> Volume one of the Zomcast. Volume one of the Zomcast was all about Carl growing up to be a badass. Volume two uh, of the Zomcast, which you know is the the you and me version of this show, is all is going to be all about making Bobby's world canon to a prequel of The Walking <laughs> Dead, and it's and it's Daryl Dixon before oh, he's Daryl Dixon.
1: That's going to be that's going to be fantastic. Once we can pull all of the pieces together. Yes,
0: and and in fact, if you are so inclined to send zombies riding dogs to our P.O. Box 177 in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, 19030, I implore you to maybe just take a second and perhaps send us some pictures of Bobby from Bobby's World dressed as Daryl Dixon to P.O. Box 177 Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania, P one nine zero three zero United States of America, because that is even better. <laughs> Bobby riding motorbikes. All right, uh,
1: you know how will go Steve. Throw out your plugs before we go. All uh, right. Well, you can um, you can find me on my my other podcast, which is the Saturday Detention Podcast. You can find that at on Twitter at the Detention Pod. Um, and aside from that, you'll just find me. At the local swap meet looking for old episodes of Bobby's World. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at that
0: nerdy Kev. You can also find my other show, Everything is Awesome, on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod, awesomepodcast.com. Uh, pretty much anywhere that there is a place to find is going to probably be at either Awesome Podcast or at Real Awesome Pod. We're on Facebook, finally. Uh, this show is on Facebook.com the Zomcast. This show is also on Twitter at the Zomcast. Most of my tweeting is done on at that nerdy Kev though. So if you want to talk walking dead, hit me up. Um, and if you're going to be in the Philadelphia area this Sunday, March 26th from two to 4 PM, I'll be doing my show live. Everything is awesome. Late night along with the doom thugs podcast. It's going to be a fun two hour event from two to 4 PM Sunday, March 26, 2017. Atomic City Comics on South Street in Philadelphia, PA. Uh, We're going to have Brian Gray playing some music for us. We're going to have Thor telling us all about the dirty inside secrets of Avengers Tower and whatnot. Uh, So come check that out. It's free. Free for nothing. Three funny. Come out. It's going to be fun. Uh, That's all for this week's ZOMCast. We'll see you next time right here on thatentertains.com. Keep walking. This has been a... That's Entertainment Podcast Network Podcast. Looking for more podcasts about pop culture, TV and film, and other entertainment? Find all our shows on thatentertains.com slash network.